the mile rate. Thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Good morning, everyone. Hope everyone was able to uh, take advantage of that extra hour uh, of uh, of sleep, uh, if you used it that way. Uh, and uh, welcome to a brand new day uh, without uh, daylight savings in the month of April. And uh, we're going to have a look back at the Melton meeting last night. And uh, Rob Orb was was there front and centre. He was hosting Trots Vision throughout the course of last night. And um, I think it was one of those nights. If you had favourite numbers, or almost like Tats Lotto numbers. There were a few upsets, more than usual. Plenty of horses that had double-figure odds that were winning, and even some of the horses that had uh, some support at longer odds, um, uh, particularly the first two winners that shortened up a bit as well. It was a tough way to try and uh, build a bank last night, Rob Orber, but it was uh, fun anyway. How are you? Oh, very good morning uh, to you, Dan. Uh, good morning, everyone. I wish my dog knew it was daylight savings. He always wakes up at the same time every morning and uh, he made sure I got up at uh, normal time, which was about an hour ago, uh, which I didn't get to sleep in, Dan. But other than that, it's all fine. Uh, last night was uh, a tough night, wasn't it? Tough night. And I, I think yeah. if I've learnt something out of all of this... Uh, if you've got a horse that races the day before and it runs the day after, yeah. regardless of what price it is, uh, whatever you do, make sure you include it in the quaddy or big six or whatever because it happens so often. I, this, uh, Modern Bliss caused one of the big upsets of uh, last night. I don't think... Uh, no great form student would have been able to come up with it on top other than it raced the day before and we'll put it in tonight. Well, extraordinary. Um, uh, we had a $41 winner of the, the last event on the card. We had a uh, $61 winner that you're talking about in Modern Bliss, uh, a $31 winner in Heavenly Charm, and the winners of the first two races uh, were both in excess of uh, 20 to 1 at some stage before firming up. It was uh, it was a tough night. Uh, but that old saying, whatever kills you, makes you stronger, uh, it probably weakens your pockets as well. Um, and we're a little bit emaciated in that area as a result. Uh, it was very challenging. But uh, we live on, and that's most important. Um, but those that might have got the winners at the long odds, that might have filled their pockets and helped them be able to get involved with uh, uh, buying a yearling, because today's uh, today and tomorrow, Rob, very important with the, the yearling sales, Nutrient Equine, uh, Proprietary Limited, uh, organising the sales and putting on great show. The parade was yesterday and we've got two days of sales uh, at uh, Oakland's over the next 48 hours and there is no uh, race meeting scheduled during that time. So the next harness meeting we'll have is actually on Tuesday in Victoria. Yeah, look, I'm sure uh, there'll be a lot of people, uh, in particular the vendors at the sale yards uh, this morning at Oakland's Junction, very excited about uh, the next two days. Uh, one thing that we do know about our breeders, they take a lot of pride in uh, their bloodlines, they take a lot of pride in the way they present their yearlings uh, for uh, a new owner to someone to take home and it's very hard not to go to the sales and fall in love with uh, many, many animals and it all comes down to the budget of uh, what you've got to spend on the day. However, uh, I'm sure uh, no one will be disappointed with uh, with what they take home today as far as uh, the way they present themselves and 
In all honesty, at times it's uh, a bit of a uh, luck in the lottery. Yet uh, you can have uh, horses that are well bred that become stars, and sometimes the ones not so well bred still become stars. So uh, it uh, we can all see from an outside perspective, but we don't really know what motor they've got inside. So uh, you, you live in hope, and that's what makes it so exciting. Because at the end of the day, everyone's got an opinion, everyone's got a thought. And, uh, you know, as I said, there'll be certainly some great horses coming out of the sales. It's a matter of picking which one. Uh, before we run through the meeting, Rob, last night it was a good push for the, the big six and I thought it was important and, and, a, and a bet type that uh, can really be embraced by uh, harness racing, particularly uh, for the Saturday night venues. Now, we, we've had the big six for a while, but um, often what happens, there's no pools. Uh, they just build up like normal, so there's no money in it and there's nothing to attract them. The tab seeded the pool last night, which they do from time to time, uh, with $20,000 and the pool ended up around the $55,000, $60,000 mark. So it was a good-sized pool uh, that attracted a number of people to get involved. As it turned out, it was uh, very challenging. No one got the number one uh, uh, result. Uh, uh, so there was a jackpot. Uh, there was the uh, supplementary dividend that was paid out, which was uh, which was terrific. Now, as a result of a jackpot, we know that in first fours, it'll carry over to the next race. When it happens with quaddies and big sixes, it done, doesn't always. But I really think the message needs to go out there, almost a plea that uh, the, the tab can consider uh, carrying that pool over, that complete big six pool over, uh, to next week and make it something really big. I think it would be important for harness racing and the powers to be. Um, look, I'd love to think they were either watching Trot's Vision last night and they're listening to the mile rate this morning, but I, I think it would be a very attractive bet type. It would be a great way to promote harness racing, uh, and, and I would love to, to think that uh, they might be able to consider carrying that money over. You think it should be a natural but they haven't done that in the past, and uh, I'd like to see a good push there. And somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody. We heard all the boys and everyone saying on Trot's Vision and on RSN that this sounds like a good idea, and we'll get a massive pull for the Big Six next week. So uh, I'd really like to get that message out there, and I think it's important. It'd be most disappointing, a big letdown, if we go back to a, a, a nothing pull with the Big Six next uh, next week after what we encountered last night at Melton. Yeah, well, look, you know, at the end of the day, the industry requires something out of the box, something out of the ordinary to get the attention of outside investors. And, you know, I keep saying it, at the end of the day, it's all about the investors investing in the product, whatever it might be, whether it's buying a horse, whether it's racing a horse, breeding a horse or having a punt. And it's all about return on investment. So, you need to be able to put together a promotion in all different uh, aspects of the game that encourages people to invest. And if, uh, if to get people to invest, you've got to show them a return on investment. And here we have a, a wonderful... Uh, uh, big six, and again, we probably should even look outside of that. How do we uh, make the sport, you know, uh, attractive for people to invest in big pools? And we see it quite often uh, over in uh, Europe, where they have all different little, uh, you know, new incentives of, of picking the card or whatever it might be. In harness racing, as we know, you know, quite often there are two or three favourites. Not last night, but there, there quite often there's two or three favourites that win. That, you know, uh, you can say, all right, I'll, I'll anchor these favourites, and, and we'll play around uh, the races that we think's really. Open. Open. So, look, a great opportunity for next week and, and hopefully the message out there and, as you said, hopefully um, someone's listening to um, knock on the door at Tab and say, great idea, let's do it next week. 
the the jackpot amount listed from last night was $61,600. And if that could be part of an opening pool, you can imagine we could get uh, a quarter of a million dollars possibly in a big six pool and attract uh, people from every code to get involved and uh, and the possibility of getting a, a big return. be a nice way to wake up on, on Easter Sunday. be more than just the, the Easter eggs. Uh, Rob, so that's for next week. Hopefully some people with some thinking to do. Hopefully it's a no-brainer, hey? Um, the first event last night, Hammer's Law at one stage was $23, Rob, and uh, and got the prize a nine-year-old, trained by Sonia Smith. And Anthony Butt, Love Gun, started the favourite, but uh, was run down in the concluding stages. Yeah, look, uh, really good run uh, by Hammer's Law. Love Gun, who did start the favourite at $1.80, uh, found the top. Uh, did a little bit of work early to get there, uh, but once it found the lead, it controlled the race, uh, kicked away, looked uh, home, turning for home. But Hammer's Law, who had some specking from the longer rods, really knuckled down and savaged the line under the care of Sonia Smith and Anthony Butt. Returned a mile round of 158.7 to win. It was a lead time of 45.9. Uh, first quarter, 31-2, 29-6, and in the last two quarters, 29-3 and 29-3. Uh, Hammer's Law, he's a nine-year-old. Uh, Raced by Sean Adams over in South Australia. The horse has done a few trips over at different stages and uh, it's been a, a good combination. Uh, Sean Adams, Sonia Smith, Anthony Butt uh, to get home last night. Defeated Love Gun, lost no admirers. I mean, the horse was up in grade, but he continues to step up and, and ran a really good race. Don't touch the Duco, bursting to win. Got beaten 12 metres, but look, it just needs a nice front row draw in the right race and he'll be winning a race of this nature for sure. Leanne Leanne finished fourth. Wasn't a bad effort. Aldebaran Misty was first up. Will be improved. Tipsy Turvey was six. Came around, made a mid-race move, but just uh, didn't finish it off last night. Hordekam was a disappointing run. And there was one black booker out of the race. It was called Royal Charlotte. Uh, she's ready to win, and she'll be winning sometime soon. So there's one for the black book for everyone. Race number two. Watch an act end up starting at $7. This was a stand start race, but like Hammer's Law, you could have got well into the $20 range uh, with it and ended up in a lovely spot after stepping away nicely. Initially, there was a false start, but he's a pretty reliable beginner, and it was great to see Faye McEwen with the winner, Rob. Yeah, it was a great result for Faye. Look, I suppose uh, there was two elements to this race. Uh, one, uh, the first take. The first take, uh, if you're a Rohan fan, which I was, uh, began beautifully. But unfortunately, the horses uh, inside of Rohan uh, watch and act and uh, backpedalled at the start and interfered with some horses and was uh, locking wheels and it was called a false start. And from that point, that was the end of Rohan because he got very stirred up after that and just never looked uh, right. We watch and act, uh, enjoyed the second take, began beautifully once it stepped away. Josh Duggan, who's been driving in great form, he's a terrific driver. And it was a great result, as you said, for Faye McEwen. I mean, she's one of our uh, legends of the sport. Uh, you know, she, she's uh, been part of our industry for, for decades. Uh, she's got a great love for horses and the way she prepares her trotters is uh, is very special and uh, a great win for Watch and Act and the connections, a good group of owners there amongst them. Uh, went on win, uh, won by about a metre and a half. Chinsky, terrific run. Diane Giles, Jackie Bark, isn't that a dynamic uh, duo? They're just absolutely flying, those two. Uh, Claudine Gus, really brave, finishing third. 
Berries and Cherries wasn't far away. Easy Pickings was another very good run into fifth placing. Kai Valley Piero just couldn't get into the race. Uh, Rohan, look, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. He's just one of those horses. And unfortunately, as I said, he did everything right the first time around. Mile rate was 2-3, 50.5 lead time, 31-4, 29-8, 30.2 and 29-3 home. But a very good win by watching that. It started around $7. First of our replays is race number three, uh, another upset result. This one started at $31, Heavenly Charm, although I don't know why. And the leader is Blood Moon. Heavily Charmed got to the pegs and ran right up behind it. Gets the garage sprint lane. It's Ebony and Ivory gets home. Final piece and down the outside. Polly put kettle on. It's Blood Moon tackled by Heavenly Charm on the inside. The bolter. Heavenly Charm goes through from It's Ebony and Ivory. Heavenly Charm. Heavenly Charm at odds has just won it from It's Ebony and Ivory. Uh, for third. Blood Moon will Blanket probably put kettle on. Sure there was only uh, narrow margins between the first four, probably the first five over the line. Heavenly Charm getting to the pegs at the top of the straight, Rob, and uh, officially starting $31. Yeah, well, uh, look, you know, uh, the Saturday night uh, preview show, we probably didn't find too many on top, uh, but we certainly gave Heavenly Charm a, a mention in uh, a horse that could be a big improver. Then you followed through and said you've selected the second to win this race, and I think, you know, for us that uh, had a little nibble at the early quaddy, we started off really well, Dad. <laughs> we found the, the $31 win in the first leg. thought, this is looking okay. Uh, and, you know, I don't know why she was at that odds. Uh, I must admit, I, the first person I bumped into last night walking into the track was Ross Payne. I thought, I, you know, I said to Ross, I think you've got a good chance tonight. And, you know, he said she's trying to win in one of these MOs, and, you know, hopefully she goes okay. And... You know, uh, we all thought she'd find the front and probably hand up to Blood Moon. Uh, I suppose when Plan A went out the window there, uh, that didn't eventuate. Um, You know, she got into the running line, which probably wasn't ideal. But one thing, uh, Ross was very smart. He he was able to get her back to the pegs leading up to the home turn. And one thing we know about Heavenly Charm, she's a really good pegs horse. And she finished off really well. Look, the five main chances that we really highlighted, they've all run first, second, third, fourth, fifth. And there was two, two and a half metres separating the five of them. So it was that type race and Heavenly Charm yeah, again I'm not really sure why she started that quote and you gave her a really good push Dan. Uh, second it's Ebony Nive a really good run. Johnny Yeomans Rebecca Bartley first up for a while and uh, you know she got up to the line really well. I thought her run was terrific. Blood Moon you speed out of the gate led Got a little bit keen, just didn't finish it off. Only got beaten just over a metre. Polly put the kettle on, was a long way back, hit the line really strongly again. Nothing wrong with its run. And final piece, who was exposed, battled on really strongly into fifth placing. So the first five of them all ran really well. It was a 154.7 mile rate, 6.8, 29 3, 30.1, 28 and 28.4 home. And uh, heavily charmed, got the money. Race four, just roll your own, a former Kiwi. Uh, too good, uh, starting $1.65. It's just roll your own clear. Maserati kicks on with Art Chester. Lead margin's about six metres for just roll your own. Art Chester battles on. Uh, then Jillaby Selwood's made up some ground from our cheeky devil, but just roll your own's clear with 50 to go. And just roll your own's going to win first up in Australia. Art Major cut till, uh, cutting down the margin. Art Chester to about a metre at the post and out wide a third. Jillaby Selwood uh, running well two good, was able to push on and, and get to the top and pretty much dictate the margin. Might have been cut down late, but he never looked like being run down, Rob. Just roll your own.
Yeah, like he'll keep getting better too. He's a pretty relaxed type of customer, pretty tough horse. And uh, I think Kate alluded to, you know, she might put a little bit of shades on him at some stage around his eyes just to get him a bit more fired up. He was just so uh, relaxed, the horse. 26-7 first quarter, 29-2, 27-9. He won by a metre, just over a metre and a half. Defeating Art Jester, really good run, Art Jester. Um, we sort of spoke about this horse uh, last night on Trot's Vision. It could be an improver, and he certainly was. Uh, Jillaby Selwood I thought was terrific. He, he hit the line well, first up from a spell for Paddy Lee, Lockie Cook, really good forward showing there, third. Our cheeky devil ran uh, his little heart out for Jeremy Quinlan, fourth, and Maserati, fifth, foolish pleasure, Al Madiba, and, and then further back was Captain Wilson. But look, I think the two horses to follow, I mean, obviously the winner, uh, just roll your own, looks like he's going to win quite a lot of races. I think Art Jester needs to go into your black book, and even Gillaby Selwood, those two horses, I think, are certainly worth following, and there'll be wins for these for them very soon. Rob, the uh, fifth event on the program was the first leg of the quaddy, and this was the biggest upset for the night. Modern Bliss, who had backed up from uh, finishing down the track in the Ararat Cup the night before, blows everyone out, I think, of the big six and most of the quaddy uh, takers at $61. A magnetic terror by two metres now. Ever hoping the outside is is still sticking with them. Modern Bliss makes ground from well back. Magnetic terror into the straight. The leader. Ever hoping coming after it. Then got a smudge. Modern Bliss. Ever hoping goes up to hit the lead. Modern Bliss and got a smudge coming through. The favourites been swamped. Modern Bliss at big odds on the outside. Grabbed the lead and Modern Bliss on the quick backup has beaten. Got a smudge. Uh, third home ever hoping and fourth in magnetic terror. Then Sassy. $61, the starting price, driven by Shannon O'Sullivan, trained by Ash Wharton. Be a big thrill for both of them. Shannon O'Sullivan heads off to New Zealand today. She's uh, uh, working with the uh, um, the legendary uh, Robert Dunn, the, the trainer of Master Musicians, so it'll be great experience for Shannon. But what a way to go out with uh, a big result there, Modern Bliss, 11-year-old gelding. Yeah, good on good on Shannon. She uh, she works really hard at her trait and... You know she's uh, she continues to uh, to develop uh, as a as a driver uh, in her role in the media and and just a, her her overall personality and it was a fantastic uh, win for her and we wish her well uh, in her little stint over in New Zealand I'm sure she'll come back a, a much wiser person even more than. Uh, with her, whatever she learns from Rob Dunn over in New Zealand. Ash Wharton, well done to Ash. You know, he, he works really hard, Ash, and he's training a few gallopers as well, and uh, they would have taken a lot out of the win last night by Modern Bliss. He's an 11-year-old. No one really could see it from a punting perspective that he was going to blow everyone away, but I must admit I looked at him at the 300 and I thought to myself, wow, you're still travelling pretty good. And, uh, yeah, he, he finished off really well. 156.3 mile rate, 44.5 lead time, 30.6, 30.4, 28.2. 28 one home, defeated Goddess Smudge, really good run. Just keep following him, he'll win in town soon. Ever hoping, outstanding, great run, really smart horse. He's going to win a decent race. Magnetic Terror favourite, had his chance, maybe a little bit disappointing on face value considering he was a $1.55 favourite. His run was still okay, but maybe our expectations were a bit higher for the horse. Sassiola, not far away, fifth, Mr. Masson sixth. But uh, really good win by Modern Bliss. Uh, certainly followed Goddess Smudge, ever hoping. They've got wins in store in town. Race number six, Outlaw Man started the $1.70 favourite, but it was Code Bailey second up after a long break because of injury. 
and the leader is Tango in with Sierra. Code Bailey made ground quickly. He's three metres away. Under pressure is Outlaw Man. Uh, still there like captain, but it's the mayor. Tango in with Sierra in front. Code Bailey four metres away, but still coming. It's Tango in with Sierra two metres in front. Code Bailey's getting close. He's finishing off hard. Code Bailey, yep, he's back. Code Bailey won it. Code Bailey beat Tangoing with Sierra. Third home goes to Cosimo, and it's a good lineup for fourth. An answer old by Christian Cullen. He's uh, had so many issues over a period of time. You can imagine how many times there they, uh, the connections would have been either pulling the pin, or thinking about it, frustrated by it. Uh, a wonderful result, Rob. He's been a terrific horse, but obviously we've never really been able to see the best of him, and it was a, a feel-good story. And Lockie Cook also picking up the drive. Jason Lee wasn't able to fulfil his engagements. Lockie's actually got a share in the horse and uh, there were smiles all around as you could uh, imagine um, and particularly for those that followed up and backed him at around the $7 mark as well. Yeah, look, his performance uh, the week before when first up after a couple of years was outstanding and uh, last night he sat back in the field, he came with one run and Lockie Cook, I think we've spoken about, you know, the maturity this young man continues to show and you know, he's driving really well. He he won a race at Ararat the other night on Friday night. to backed it up with a win again last night. Marg Lee, uh, the team down there, just do a, a, an amazing job. He returned a mile rate of 153. It was a 6.8 lead time. 29.8, 29.2, 27.3 and 27.7 home. Tangong with Sierra found the top. We saw La Captain really hum out of the gate and really challenged Outlaw Man for that early lead. He had the speed to get across Outlaw Man and handed up with Tangong with Sierra, who ran a very good race again into second spot. She's close to a win in town. She's just finding it hard to break through at the moment, but her uh, performances have all been really solid. Uh, Cosimo was very good third. Uh, Montana Storm wasn't a bad run fourth. Outlaw Man, once he got crossed, he had to come to the breeze, had to do the work and just didn't finish it off last night. Lark Captain, driven really hard early, second up. He'll continue to improve. And Lip Reader, you know, he was he ran last in the race, but I think he just needs to get back into a, a more suitable race. That was a bit too hard for him last night. Code Bailey, great story that goes with him. He's an eight-year-old. He's uh, won some big feature races early in his career. He's had a lot of issues and uh, they did a, they've done a great job with him down at uh, Tarang to, to get this horse back to the races. And the way he won last night, there's no reason why he can't keep going forward and, and winning uh, some more races in town. The seventh event on the card was the Cogs Services. District Attorney ended up starting the favourite here and he ended up getting the perfect run, taking the trail, and he actually won comfortably. And it's Paul the other leg in front. Cobbers out, three wide still coming. Radius, District Attorney's awaiting the run. Into the straight. Paul the other leg in front. District Attorney gets the run and comes running through strongly to grab the lead. Then came Radius and Finn Frost, but District Attorney shot clear. Finn Frost a second, but District Attorney beat Finn Frost. Gee, had something left to give, didn't he? Third home was Radius and then Paul the other leg, Sanday, Magic Mike Cobber. And Shorty's mate, they didn't go all that hard, did they? And that was a 27-1 sprint home. District Attorney, he very good off the sprint. He adapted very quickly. Finn Frost, he's ready to win again. Um, and they were the top two, but the uh, the punters got it right, although they got the best price about the winner uh, at the latest uh, because he got out to $2, Rob. 
Yeah, a good win. Uh, District Attorney, we'll, we'll speak about him in a moment. 158.8 mile rate, 46.7 lead time, 32.3, 31.2, 1, home. Uh, he's a four-year-old, Blake and Ted Caruana, Celeste Towers, they're all working together really hard looking after this horse. And um, look, you know, he's only had, what, 18 starts and, you know, there's so much more to give for him. And uh, I'm sure as uh, he progresses through to grades, we'll continue to see this horse rise. Uh, he's a really talented horse with a great turn of speed. Mick Bellman handled him superbly last night and the horse got the job done. Finn Frost, as you mentioned, black book, he's ready to win. Three back the pegs, hit the line really strongly. Uh, had plenty in reserve. I think the winner and the second horse both did. Radius Honest as always, pull the other leg, found the lead and, you know, he had his chance. He, he finished fourth, not good enough last night, but still ran well. Sanday will get uh, fitter. Shorty's mate, Magic Mike Cobber, none of them were far away. They're all uh, in in the mix of things uh, in the right races, but certainly District Attorney Finn Frost are the two you need to follow. Yeah, no doubt about that. Smart horse history's attorney, and he continues to improve. The last of it on the card was the tab Uncle Patrika Trotter's free-for-all. It was looking like it was going to be a match race between Elder Baron Zeus and Ultimate Stride. They dominated the market. There was only a field of five, but wow, didn't it get willing from the home turn? It's Elder Baron Zeus still travelling okay. Ultimate Stride almost ran into the back. It did. And it galloped. Ultimate Stride must have been going too well. And Elder Baron Zeus shot away. Now Bullion Harry gets out. He's up for the upset, but he's three metres away. Elder Baron Zeus from Bullion Harry, who's getting close. He's uh, within two metres. Elder Baron Zeus sitting down. Bullion Harry upset. Bullion Harry got up and beat Elder Baron Zeus, a nephew of Sunoco. Credit Master and Ultimate Stride. Well, Small when you don't have a bet in the race, I must admit, from my perspective, I enjoy those sorts of races because um, you're not sure what to expect, but you just had that feeling uh, the upset was on the cards. Uh, when uh, Ultimate Stride, to be fair, the way he was travelling, he was probably going to win the race, Rob, but it's amazing how it changed uh, in, a, in a flash around the turn. Yeah, you probably wouldn't have been feeling too good if uh, you were alive in the, uh, the big six. But... <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, yeah. They do have that uh, consolation dividend, remember? So if you were on Elder Baron Zeus, uh, you would have got the consolation, which I think was about 9,000 or just under. Yeah, well, that's not a bad result then. Uh, 156.4 mile rate there for Bullion Harry. We'll chat about the race too briefly. 7.2, It was a real, uh, you know, uh, match race that was being built up between Ultimate Stride, Elder Baron Zeus. Elder Baron Zeus won the battle for the lead and Ultimate Stride sat behind him and uh, he was just travelling really good. It wasn't he Ultimate Stride, uh, but he contacted uh, the Sulky and unfortunately galloped, which uh, ruined his chances. Elder Baron Zeus... Uh, got a little bit tired in the straight. Look, he, he's heading over to New Zealand on Wednesday. You know, I'm sure, uh, you know, he, he, he will be uh, better better for that run last night. He, he was still good, but just got beaten by Bullion Harry, who was just able to sit back and come with one run at the finish. And he's done a really good job. He's a really professional bread and butter horse, Bullion Harry, and continues to rise. So there's nothing wrong with his performances. And uh, he uh, caused an upset last night. He might be causing a few more down the track as well. Uh, he won the race uh, for Pauline Matthews, Elder Baron Zeus second, nephew of Sunoco, not far away, credit master. Yeah, he wasn't at his best last night, an ultimate stride, just a bit naughty, unfortunately. And uh, that's uh, the way it goes. Trotters, uh, don't you love them? They're challenging. Yeah. 
Indeed they are. Rob, uh, next week, of course, it's the Easter weekend. The uh, Saturday night program features the Allied Express Blossom Lady. There's also the Alabar Vic Bread Platinum Homegrown Classic Finals for three-year-olds, both the Colts and Goldings and the Phillies. Uh, they're worth $50,000. And there's the IRT Australia Shaker Maker Classic for the two-year-olds. So that's next Saturday night at uh, Melton. Uh, they're racing at Stall on Friday, so the Good Friday meeting at Stall. They'll have a wonderful day there with the, the Stall gift over the weekend. I reckon they'll get a, a terrific crowd there. And we'll be uh, having our Saturday Night Harness preview, which uh, will be available on the Friday through uh, RSN. You'll hear it on air and also on the uh, uh, websites for Harness Racing Victoria. Thank you. Look forward to doing it again next week. Happy harnessing. I'm off to Woodend for round one of the footy this year.